For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Welcome back to another episode of the show, Lead Singer Syndrome. I am your host, as always, Shane Told, bringing you into the backstage conversations that I have with other front men and front women. And it happened. There was a lot of emails, a lot of requests, phone messages, Instagram messages, you name it. Everybody wanted to hear from this week's guest, Miss Courtney LaPlante of Spirit Box, a band that seemingly came out of nowhere, but they've been doing it for a little while, and she's been doing it for even longer, and this is an incredible story, incredible episode, and truly just such a talented singer. Really, really awesome to pick her brain. I am so happy I could have her on, so sit back and get ready. For another great episode. A big shout out to everyone that tuned in to the Silverstein Next Level live stream that we did on Sunday. It was a lot of fun. Felt good to get back on the horse. It was very tiring after sitting here for four months to sing all those songs, but we put together something we were really proud of. It was a lot of fun. It was entertaining. We wanted to put in the fun in between stuff, the commercials. And everything else. So if you missed it, you might be able to check it out before it's gone because it's up for a little while on demand. If not, well, maybe we'll do something else sometimes. But thank you everyone so much for tuning in. Also, thanks to everyone who tuned in for the two part episode with Brendan Murphy of Counterparts last week. That man can talk, huh? He is a talker. If you missed it, go back, check it out as well. And also, you can check out the other like 220-something episodes that I have up. 
if you've got time, and a lot of us do have time right now, and if you've listened to all of them and you still want more, we have bonus episodes available, merchandise, interaction with me, interaction with other fans of the show in an awesome community. That is the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. For as little as $6 a month, it gets you in. And that is what keeps this thing going every week for free. Thank you so much to all the members worldwide. I love you all so much. If you want to get in touch with me, you can do that as well very easily. Send me an email, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. Add me to social media at Shane Told or at leadsingersyndrome or at leadsingersyn. Depending, give it a search. It will pop right up. Shout out to our sponsor, Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. I got a fridge full of them. I love them. It is the best beer to celebrate the wins of today, big or small. Celebrate responsibly, okay? Anyway, let's get into it. It's a good conversation with Courtney LaPlante of Spirit Box. Courtney. Hi, Shane. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. Awesome. I'm going lovely. lovely. Thanks for calling me. Can you hear me okay? I always find that like AirPods don't have a good sound quality compared to like your yeah. face right up against the phone. They're actually worse. If, if you actually don't mind yeah. not using them, I, I, this is like yes, a comparison actually. Yes. I've learned, I've learned that the hard way, love- um, like doing interviews, like my own interviews with people yeah. and then my AirPods die and I'm like, oh great. Now the audio is perfect. Yep. I wish I had known that. Okay. One sec. Sure. Let me take these things off. Okay. That must be better, right? It is better. These and, things are a sham. And now I'm, <laughs> I'm recording this, so I have proof, right? Yeah. That, that, yeah. No, it's true. Like, I've done so many with AirPods, and people think it's fine, but they advertise that they have some kind of noise reduction or something. But yeah. I swear when I'm talking to somebody, I hear the fucking birds more than I hear them. <laughs> you know, when they're, like, walking around outside, it's like, this is I know. horrible. And, I, so. and it's something I never would have known unless, like I said, my air, one, one time I was doing uh, my own, like an interview for, for my own stuff. So I, you know, right. I had the audio that I was going through and editing it and my, and during it, my AirPods died and I was so frustrated because I was like, oh, damn it. It's I not going to sound as good. And then I was like, we've all been bamboozled. Yes. Well, thank you for holding the phone for the, <laughs> for the podcast. Um, yeah. It's so lovely to have you, you know. Spirit Box has made like a crazy splash over the past like only like month really. Like so yeah. many people are finding out about you now and I know you've been doing it for, you know, the better part of a decade. Uh yeah. you know. It's it's pretty cool. In fact, like this is the really funny thing. I don't know if you guys just like tweeted about me or doing this, but I I've had from one wait, what time here? I'm looking at my, my email inbox. Yeah. From uh, 127 to 151 p.m. today, I had four emails trying to get you on the show. Damn. No, so I, I promise. I didn't I didn't do a campaign. I just 
Yeah. Your show's awesome. And I'm just replying back <laughs> to them being like, I'm calling her in 33 minutes. Like, and everyone's like, oh, this is so cool. So like, the hype is real right now. And yeah. a lot of people are going to be excited for this podcast. That's so awesome to hear because I'm a fan of this podcast. Well, thank you. It's, it's, you know, I, I have a job where I, I just sit there entering mind-numbing data into a computer <laughs> for eight hours a day. And it's like my escape from that. Oh, I actually cool. really appreciate it. Okay. I really appreciate it. Okay, so you're you're familiar with the format a little bit. And I what am. I do. Yeah. So that, that's that's great. Okay, wonderful. So yeah, I know you're from Victoria, British mm-hmm. Columbia. I'm, I'm Canadian as well, as you must know. Yeah. Uh, and that's a kind of a crazy place to grow up. And a lot of people, you know, that aren't from Canada, even people that aren't from BC, won't really understand the whole dynamic of where exactly you're from. Uh, you grew up there too, right? I've lived, I've lived, yeah, yes and no. It's hard to say. I'm, I'm right now I'm 50, 50. I've, I've been in, I've been in America for 15 years as a kid. It's where I'm from. And then I've been in Canada for 15 years. So pretty soon I'll be, have the majority of my years be in Canada. Oh, so so you're from the States originally? Yeah. But you know, I've lived here since I was 15 years old. So my whole adult life has been here and, and before, um, but yeah, so I've, I've, I, you know, it's, it's probably that, so I under totally understand when I tell people about it, how they felt, because as someone who grew up with the American school curriculum, when my mom informed us that we were moving to Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, all I said was, where? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> an um, island. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an island. It's very isolated. And even can- mm-hmm. some Canadians don't get that. Oh, well, it's Vancouver. Well, it's, no, no, no. Vancouver Island. It's not Vancouver. Vancouver's not on Vancouver Island. It's a separate island. It's very big. And it has the main city is called Victoria. But it's yeah. like there's no road to it. You have to take like a ferry or a flight to get off. That's the part that people don't quite understand, yes. um, especially if, like, let's say back in the day in our old band, if someone was trying to like, a, oh, hey, like, can you guys just fly out of Vancouver instead of Victoria to meet up for this tour? Which is, it's a lot cheaper. And we're like... It's actually not because we have to take the ferry and then we have to get hotels and, the, you know, yada, yada. So it's it's always it's just it's a confusing place because I'm I don't know if you I'm assuming you spend a ton of time on the West Coast, too, like in your all your adventures. And, you know, it's just a lot of it. It's really different here. Everyone always thinks that for some reason, everyone thinks Canada's like this tundra, like that it doesn't have seasons. Right. And then we don't even really. You know, our thing, we're like, wow, it snowed this year. Wasn't that exciting? <laughs> it snowed. No, I know. Victoria is yeah. absolutely beautiful. Um, it's a beautiful place to, well, I mean, grow up. Well, it's weird. Like, when you say 15, like, that's a lot of formative years spent. Yeah. Not, you know, especially musically. Like, they always say, you know, that's probably, I mean, I assume that's when you probably were finding out about, like, you know, rock music and stuff. Where yes, in the States, exactly. Where in the States did you spend the first 15 years? Well, I was born in Maine, which is why you probably can't really hear much of a accent that you can pinpoint, but right. I've lived the majority of my years in Alabama. Oh. From ages like 5 to 15, and then I uh but my family, we we weren't from there. You know, we we so we had weird accents to them. And then I lived there for 10 years and then I moved, you know, by the time I moved here, I guess I had a little southern accent, but um it's been, you know, got beaten out of me over the last 15 years. That's so funny. That's very funny you bring very that big contrast of two different places. That's funny you <laughs> bring that up because i think i heard i was like watching an old um i wrestled a bear once interview just doing my mm-hmm. research that i do and mm-hmm. i thought i heard a little bit of twang there 
Yeah, it's probably because I was hanging out with those Louisiana boys. So they exactly. rubbed off on me, my old habits. <laughs> yeah, so I wondered about that. But it's true, like, lead singers, as we do, we tend to, like, kind of lose and acquire uh, accents and vocabulary, I think, more than other members of bands, just because we're the oh ones doing the talking. Oh, my God, I've never thought about that. talking or whatever. It's true. Yeah. Oh, it's so embarrassing when I watch myself doing an interview with someone, like, with maybe a German accent or something, and I, you know, I do that awkward, you know, you, you <laughs> can only tell people do it when you're watching them, but you don't hear yourself doing it, where it's like, all of a sudden, you start to kind of, like, also change the cadence of how you're talking, too. <laughs> like, you're I mimicking know. them, kind of. And it's not on purpose it's so embarrassing when i look back i'm like oh i'm glad only 50 people watched this one <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's funny well anyway um you know you've had such a crazy kind of crazy career and i don't really know where to start but i feel like let's just start at what's going on right now you know yeah. um it's really exciting obviously like the whole pandemic happens in you know march and everything is shut down everything is put on hold I know you work in the healthcare field, so you still have mm-hmm. work, which is great for the mm-hmm. time being. But I know you, you know, Spirit Box is planning on launching all this stuff. And obviously, touring is a big part of promoting that. Yeah. Well, it was quite dramatic for us because we happened to be on tour in oh, yeah. Europe when we, with, um, after the burial and we, you know, and they're an American band and the guy that's playing with us is American. And they were, they were all, all of a sudden, you know, one, one minute we were leaving Switzerland, all having too many drinks and went, going to the gas station, <laughs> getting snacks. And then, and then all of a sudden it was, you know, our, our managers being like, uh, you guys might want to see this. There's a, the travel band's about to be enacted. We're all like, Oh my God. You know, we were just thinking, okay, so we'll, we'll get to the UK and we're just not going to be able to do the last, the last couple shows when we go back to Europe and that sucks, but you know, at least we can do like the next eight days. But the after the burial guys are wise and have been doing this for a long time. And they were just like, you guys, that's not going to happen. We're going home tomorrow. We have children and stuff. We are not going to be trapped in another country away from our families. And, you know, so we, it's our first tour, right? So we were like, Oh God, what are we going to, how are we going to pay for all this stuff? Uh, But they made the right executive decision because, you know, 48 hours later, everything was shut down and there was no flights home. No, that's exactly what happened to us too. We were, we were on tour. We were in the States. So a little closer, uh, but yeah, yeah, same same thing. Yeah, it was horrible. I know. And how, how long of, how far along was your tour? We were 10 shows into like 30, 35 or whatever it was. So you're in that perfect sweet spot where you were like, Hey, this is going well. Let's order a bunch more merch. Oh yeah. That's what happened. (laughs) You know? Yeah. That's too. I mean, obviously we didn't. Our, our scale of ordering compared to what your van would order is much, much smaller, but still it's like, damn it. I wish, or, I wish this has happened like a couple days later. Yeah. No, we had just, cause um, we just finished the East coast. Like we didn't, we did New York and Philadelphia and like, you know, some of our biggest markets. Mm-hmm. So we literally put in the, the merch order and it was, it got shut down and now. So, so I'll plug silversteinstore.com if anyone wants to check yes, it out. Uh, help them through. <laughs> you gotta, you yes. got everything that they need. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And how has that ever happened to you before? Like I usually it's just it's something that you're like, okay. I mean, things can happen. Someone could someone could pass away or like someone could uh, a band could break up or something. But you never think about happening on the tour. You know, that was pretty nuts for everybody. Like literally, you know, and and my band's been doing it a long time. I think we've been touring you know, for 17 years. uh, Yeah. Full times, you know, straight through. I think there was one time when. 
Well, one time when the drummer for Bayside passed away on tour mm-hmm. in an accident, that was 2005. We, you know, we shut down the tour for, of course, you know, like, well, we didn't, we didn't com- cancel it completely, but we, d- we shut down the tour for like a week or 10 days or something yeah. and then we resumed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, no, no, never. So for oh, it's, not it's just, just unprecedented. No, for it, it, it is. I mean, for not, not just for, you know, me personally, but I mean, to, for everything to shut down all at once is like nuts. So yeah, it's, you know, it's, we'll never forget this. That's for sure. No one right. will forget this. That's right. And make them and, suffer was on that tour too. Cause when yeah, you said after and, the burial, I was like, wait a second, who did I talk to? And I talked to Booka um, about, their experience too so it's oh, really funny what an that, angel. that you were yeah well you were on the same tour and i didn't even put two and two together until right now so that's well it, it, for the brief moment we were all together it was definitely the perfect group of people for us to be with as you know even though we've all done collectively played a lot of shows thousands of shows in our sure. lives it's still it's still been five years since we did anything like that. Um, and, and so we really wanted to make a good for We didn't, you know how it is when you have the opening band who doesn't know what they're doing and it's just so frustrating. You're trying to be nice, but it's very <laughs> frustrating. So, um, I, it's funny enough. I've never actually opened a tour before. So right. I, it was, it was awesome because I was able to not be so stressed out about the load onto the stage and I could just focus on the load off the stage so that was good and everyone was very sweet and helpful to us that's so true (laughs) like back in the day of of you know early in our career there were times when i would much rather play first than second because at least when you play yeah when you play first like you you have all the time in the world to set up your shit and make sure everything works sometimes you get a sound check all that time yeah exactly We, we and yeah. for a band like us that we, you know, we always joke, we're just, an, we're an internet band who we don't <laughs> ever get to play. You know, none of us, only me and my husband live in the same place. Right. We don't ever, I mean, we've had, I don't know, maybe 10 band practices ever in three years. We, we just can't, we don't, you know, we practice on our own a lot yeah. and we get together and it sounds pretty good, but you know, it, it still is intimidating when you're in Germany and you've never really played together very much. It's, it, the Having that sound check uh, kind of keeps puts you in as much of a relaxing mood as possible which you can't really be too relaxed when you're totally when you're new and everyone's looking at you well it seems like spirit box was built for quarantine mode a little bit then right seriously i I feel guilty you know because i'm listening all my friends who are crew members and in bands you know when you're when you're in a band of your size people don't understand like you're a business there's people you employ people like there's people yeah. that rely on you for their for their income for their families like i don't think people understand how what a big operation these things are and how hands-on it is so you know it's it's a different experience for even for you but for all those crew people and all those bands that are just suffering a lot right now i feel guilty because this is just my normal reality is is wishing to tour and being so frustrated that i don't have the means to and the money to throw down on that kind of thing yet um and then just trying to really be efficient and and try to be smart and not just you know do anything just for my ego so that i feel like i oh i got to go on a tour you know so i i just now this is business as usual for us so this is back i'm back in my comfort zone interesting yeah it's almost like (laughs) it sort of evens the playing field a little bit right like yeah as long as you have a computer and a phone and like you know yeah you can make a video and and you know you can showcase you know like your actual talent that you have yeah and Um, that's another thing where that's the being being broke uh, and being in a remote area sure makes you have to kind of 
rely on yourself. So we're still able to like make music and make music. You know, we don't want to, I don't, we don't want to make any more music ourselves and we don't want to make any more music videos ourselves, right. but it's nice to know that we can, if we have to, Absolutely. and it looks like we might have to at this rate. <laughs> right. I mean, Canada, we, we, we're doing pretty well right now. I think BC, you guys are doing like exceptionally well, but the, oh, it's, but the I, States, I, it's like, again, it's, I feel so guilty because I, you know, all my friends in the States and, and all my, you know, all my elderly relatives are scared to leave the house or or are ill. And and then meanwhile, I mean, you know, our lives are pretty much back to normal. The only place I have to wear a mask is like if I go to the doctor or something or the dentist and then, and then, you know, I just walk, I go to the gym, I go to the grocery store. We're allowed to go out to dinner and go out for drinks and it's just life's a lot more normal for us. And I think mentally that it just makes things so much easier to try to get through all this stuff. Yeah, it's true. I'm sure like a lot of Americans, their jaws are dropping right now, knowing there's a place in North America where you can do all that. I know. Um, you know, and it's, it's such it a is, shame. Yeah. But hey, you took measures early on, you know, because yeah. like the Pacific Northwest got hit real hard or real early right so mm-hmm, yeah. they, you had a little bit more of a heads up than other places yeah we were so we were we automatically got stressed out because of washington so our little our province in general and of course you know we can brag all we want about how well we did but we also live on an island and you can only get to it by an airplane or a, or a ferry which yeah. was shut down essentially so you our, our geography also kind of did the work for us as totally, well totally mm-hmm. so you're your one take videos that you you've done on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the most recent one for was it Holy Roller that you did? Is that the song? Well, I'm I'm working on that one now. But the one that oh, I sorry. the one that I did. There's one. The most. What's the most recent one I did was. I, I'm acting like I did. I've done a bunch. I've only done a couple because I'm a big baby. But uh, the Rule of Nines one. I have pink hair in that one. Yes. Is rule that rule of Nines. Yes. Exactly. Sorry. Mm. My bad. I always um, think about it by my hair color. That's <laughs> like, cool. wait, I have pink hair. That one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that video. I think a lot of people saw that and went, "Holy shit!" Like this this is for real. Like this is not fake. This is not like overly mm-hmm. produced. This is just ha- like, this is just an incredible vocalist right here. And I think a lot of people took notice to your band just from that. H- how's that been? The feedback just on something that's so, so focused on you and you know, your voice. Well, I think that, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, I don't know what it is. It's, it's an every genre of music, but especially in like the metal and, hard rock area i just feel like there's so much stuff that's presented as live and unedited but you know it's clearly in a good way it's it's edited and it's not live it's several takes and i feel like you know all of us we i think we all have like a lot more control of our content that we put out so we're able to you know edit everything and do a couple takes and put it together and make it appear live in our world. Cause you know, we're not, most of us aren't going on the today show and having to do a a song, you know, like we get to control what comes out, um, for like studio stuff. And, um, and it just always, you know, like, I think that people appreciate something feeling a bit more raw and leaving the imperfections in if, if the whole point is to showcase how you would be in a studio environment because, you know, if I can, I can do it 10 times and, it'll, and then I can cut from all that and it'll be perfect. Like, but that's how I would record it on our album. So I thought it would be fun to show um, people that are interested in like the transition between singing and screaming to get to show them like how that would actually look 
in real life. It's just like right. a thing. It's something that fascinates me and I don't really see it a lot. It usually just seems a little like it seems like it's not actually live when you see one. So, <laughs> well, it's that. Yeah. I mean, and that that's what impressed me so much. But, you know, as a guy that knows a thing or two about singing and screaming together. Yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, <laughs> it's hard. And it's it's a weird thing that most people don't do. Yeah, but I don't I don't do it in the studio. I would never I would do my no. singing vocals, all my singing vocals. Yeah. And a lot of times like. You know, and this maybe I'll I'll lose some. You know, people think it's all magic, and you just sing it. But no, like I I'll I'll sing line by line on a song if I have to. Oh, of course. And I'll go over and over and over again on one line until I get it. And then if I am like if I consistently am, there's a word that's sounding funny. We'll punch in just that little word. Of course, yeah, and, yeah. And, you got to comp everything. Yeah, and you and know? you know, so if somebody watched me do that, do what you did. Oh man, no! Like, I, I would, no, no! Like, I'd, I'd be putting there'd be auto tune and there'd be like you know some kind of like major compression and and something else on my on my screams. Like, there that's the real shit. So I think yeah. a lot of people by now and and after you know this isn't just like this kind of music didn't just come out like a year ago. Like this has been mm-hmm. going on for decades now. So a lot of people are aware that okay, there's some studio magic going on on these recordings. So I think that that's really what was so special about yours. Yeah, well, I, you know, I did a good job, but I, you know, I left, I purposely left and there's a lot of imperfections in there that I was a little flat and a little, but you know, it's just, right. I, I, well, I hope that by the time I'm at like where you are in your career, I hope that, I hope that that's my worst performance. Like I hope I, I hope I get better and better. I really only can go up. Like I, I, and I think once I start working with, I'd love to start actually working with vocal coaches and stuff. And, um, I hope that really helps me too, because, you know, I like it's, it's, it's the same thing how I feel about like your band where it's really, it'd be really cool to see you do that in studio, do a, with one of your songs, especially one with that you really transition back and forth. Right. But honestly, to me, it's always so much more impressive to see someone on their 30th day of tour do that <laughs> after they've, after you've had, you know what I mean? That's to me more impressive. And that's where I'm trying to kind of catch up to the rest of you is I, I need to kind of get that, that practice back and, and that yeah. stamina back for touring. That's the, that's to me more impressive <laughs> no, it, it, it takes time like um, I mean, it's, it just takes time it's hard you know um but you're you know you you have improved like i think i watched one of those same kinds of things you did like a one take from the studio mm-hmm. video from maybe it was 2017 or something mm-hmm. and you've vast, yeah. like you've vastly improved so thank that's, you that's, I'm, I'm trying yeah but I'm i mean trying. i didn't hear a single flat note or anything like we're as singers we are our own worst critics all i agree of the time I agree. We're really hard on ourselves. And that's why I always find it really funny if someone's like, if they're listening to our song and they're like, um, do you guys use auto tune? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or they're like, I love that you don't have, you guys aren't fake and you don't have auto tune on your voice in this recording. And I'm like, it is hella tune. It is yes. slammed, dude. Yes. Like all the harmonies and stuff. I'm like, it's, it needs to be perfect. It's a, I can, it's a it's my production of a song that's going to be around for all time. I, I want know. it to be perfect, but it's I, weird because I feel like people are really like scared to ever talk about that. That's part of the magic to me. That's part of the production. If it's good enough for Lady Gaga to have auto tune, it's good enough for me. I'll do it too. It's so true. Yeah, I mean, I think people, <laughs> people when people a lot of people think like auto tune, they think like T Pain or mm-hmm. share or whatever and they're like oh well, or the, because or that you suck without it right or be- yeah exactly well they hear those vocals and they say oh well if i don't hear that effect then it must not be auto-tuned but like 
Yeah. Every literally every record you've listened to has auto tune if it's been yeah, recorded it's in the so last weird. fifteen to twenty years. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like I, I don't. I think that people equate it with like you're a bad singer, and so you use yeah. it. But you know, if you're a bad singer, it doesn't matter how much tuning there is. It doesn't sound good. So it sounds weird. So it's you know you still gotta you still gotta pull your own weight. No, it's it's so funny. Like some of the stories I've heard from producers over the years, like you know, because auto tune was always a bit of a. And it still is like it's kind of a bad word, you know. It's it's yeah. Um, it's like everyone's so like on edge about it. Yeah, it's, right. Like, and cheating, right? And like I forget. Well, I do remember the band, but I won't call them out. So the producer, <laughs> <laughs> the producer said he was working with this band. Like like we're talking about like legends, you know, like a band that mm-hmm. existed in the eighties and and yeah, seventies. Like, so excited, and, right? And so he works on this, and the vocalist's having like a bit of trouble, and mm-hmm. so he's, they're doing take after take, and. You know, the guy's getting a little bit bummed out. Yeah. So, so the the producer is like, you know what? I, I think this is really good. Like, don't worry about it. So the guy goes home and he spends a couple hours, you know, tuning the vocals, like subtly, like like we do. Yeah. And the guy comes in the next day and he doesn't tell him that there's auto-tune. And he's just like, yeah, so, you know, here here it is. And the guy's like, oh, wow. Oh, I really thought I was, like, having trouble yesterday, but I guess, like, it was just in my head. And, <laughs> and what, was the, what was so funny about that, though, was when, the produ- when they started recording again for the next song, he was way better. Like, oh, it, my God. It made him yeah. believe in himself, you know, a little yeah. bit more. So it, it's, I don't know what, what the point of that story is, except, like, so much of what we do is confidence-based, and, it, oh my and God, so much yeah. of it is in your head. If you think you can't do it, you can't. If you think you can, you can. Yeah, in working in our new in our newer songs, like everything from like 2017 to 2000, beginning of 2019 is just we we mix and ma- we sorry we record everything and edit it, and then we send it um, to someone else to like edit it, like fine tune it a little bit. And then we send it to our producer, Dan Bronstein. Right. And he, and he mixes, you know, he just mixes it and masters it, but he wasn't there for it. And, um, the last three things that we've done, one was the Holy Roller song was remotely, but we put out two other songs that we actually, you know, he came here and we, we wrote the song and he was here and we wrote it. Yeah. And then we flew down to LA and we actually recorded it with him and he was able to produce my vocals and like help me. And it, man, it made me realize how little confidence I have because when I finally had someone um, who did this as a profession, you know, like actually who I've known for eight years, who's been helping me, but see, being there in person with him, like it, it just made me realize, man, like, I think are all vocalists like so unconfident like this where I'm like, I don't think I can do that. No. And then he's like, why don't we try? (laughs) And then I, of course I can do it. But, and then I got more confident, but like, I don't know. I I don't know if that's like a vocalist thing or something, but I'm trying to change that mentality. I, I, I'm so like, no, I'm I'm so insecure. Like, like hundred percent is like, I remember there was this time on one of our records when we're working on harmonies and you know, mm-hmm. like sometimes, you know, you're trying to figure out what they are. So you have yeah, like everyone's kind of switch. Yeah, you have so, to go from the, from the top to the bottom one and you have to make your own. So you're trying to make it right. But, but like so much of the time and any vocalists that have recorded records will know this, like the producer will be like, like singing, but it's like falsetto. So I'll be like, yeah. Nah, 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 nah. 
And you're like, I can't, yeah. hit, I can't hit that fucking note full voice. What are you talking about? So I'll say you things like it's that. It's an even weirder layer for me. It's even weirder because the guy will be like, well, it'd be really cool if you go da 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 in their, in their tone. And I'm like, okay. So for me, that would mean like me sounding like this. You know, like it's not, you got to remember, you know, you guys are used to working with guys. I have a I have a different uh, registry of my of like the tone of my voice. So it's there's things that sound really cool, like something that would sound really cool with your tone of voice. If I tried to sing it, it wouldn't sound as powerful, you know, because it would my voice is a bit lower. Sure. Or sorry, like it, or sorry, it feels more comfortable and like so that you lose like the emotion of you stretching to hit a high note. No, no, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But no, sometimes those things will happen where the producer will be like. Eh, you're like, well, I can't, and then you, and then you actually like, you're trying to do it, or you'll, you'll, you'll argue. You're like, I can't do that. That's too high for me. Like, my, I cut myself off at a like a C, or you know, I can't sing higher than C. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't sing higher than C. Then you're like trying to work it out, and you accidentally hit that note like flawlessly. And you're like, wait yeah, a second, are you recording that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it it is, and I think it is totally like it's just singing is fucking scary, and like when you're in the studio. And, you know, you're in a different room and the, maybe the whole band's there, maybe not. But, like, regardless, like, your, vo- mm-hmm. your voice is under a microscope. And yeah, it can be, you know, it's like you're really putting your entire soul into it. Like, Well, that's another thing where now that we're able to, you know, we're, we're able to now we've been we're investing money back into our band. We're able to afford to work with, you know, with Dan as a producer and all that stuff. It's really it's really for me a novel thing that I haven't experienced because in my old band I wrestled a bear once, you know, we recorded ourselves. Very, very horrible call to do that, by the way. But we recorded ourselves and yeah. and wow. instead, instead of paying a professional, we just like, hey, we should probably take all this money that we're being given and put it towards other stuff, uh, like food and then and then just record ourselves. Not a good idea. And then also for Spirit Box, like I, you know, that was just what else were we going to do? My, my husband, Michael, happens to be, you know, very good at, at uh, production stuff. So, you know, we got to we got to cut corners in any way we can and, yeah. and do it ourselves. So this is my getting to work with Dan now, like face to face and then him us doing like writing sessions together and then recording in his studio. It's the first time I've ever, ever gotten to do that That's really. So wild. That and, so and wild. you know, other than being like a teenager back when you had to go to a studio, um, well, to, it, you know, you couldn't do it yourself. <laughs> it is really showing though. I mean, you guys are doing so well. Congratulations on all the, the hype you guys have right now. All the emails. I'm it's getting. weird. And I, I keep mean, waiting. I saw, Everyone's so nice. I, I keep saw waiting today, for mean stuff. Right. Well, Hey, it's coming. It'll come. Don't worry. Get ready for that. Keep, keep, yeah. the, keep the skin thick. Yes. Luckily but, for me, we were, we were in very polarizing bands before that either oh, people yeah. either liked or they hated a lot. So we're, no one can say anything meaner to me than I've, than I've said to myself. <laughs> also, congratulations on the Sirius XM radio play for Holy Roller. That's, yeah, that's uh, very so cool. unexpected. I know. Well, they, I, we sent it to them a while ago and they were like, thanks, but we'll pass on this. And we're like, oh, damn it. It's like, this is probably the shortest song we'll ever have. So it's like good for the radio <laughs> right. for that. And then, and then, and then they, they, they let us know after they're like, hey, you know what? Let's, let's do it. So they gave us a chance and it makes me, it's weird. I heard, we heard ourselves on the radio, um, 
we got Sirius XM when our first song went on Octane because we were like, well, we have to have Sirius XM so we can hear our song on the radio. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I've never gotten to do, I've never done that before. Um, but it's, it, you know, it's, it's one of those weird things. Like, I don't know if you can, if you remember when you guys first started having that trajectory in your career where it's like this little fairy tale and you're the new, young, cool band and everyone wants to show that they know you and then once you become the cool band, then it's like not cool like you. And then people are going to be like, I'm sick of this band. Or like, I, I they changed a lot. And then you crash down and then you, you know, it's like ebbs and flows. So I'm just, I'm waiting. It's like a roller coaster. I'm, I'm, I know the drop's coming, but I'm trying to like really like relish this nice, happy honeymoon part right now. I like it. Totally. I love that. Well, yeah, you're very self-aware and you know, you kind of know what's going to happen. That's that's yep. good. That, that's, that can only that can only help your your future. Although, man, it must just like I, I was t- having this conversation with, um, you know, I forget who, but like another you know established artist that mm-hmm. had put out you know they put out an album. Oh, I know it was Chris from Ailstorm. You know they've put, they're putting out oh, like cool. their sixth yeah. album or something. Yeah. And during the quarantine, and he's like, yeah, you know, it's fine. Like a lot of people are sitting around not doing anything, so maybe they'll check it out. You know, but the problem is like if you're a new band. And you're relying so much on the road and touring and stuff, and you have that taken uh-huh. away. It's much harder to, to, you know, that's just a huge avenue taken away from your promotion. Yes, it is. And you know, the the thing is, the lucky for us, we've just spent so many years and time and money, and you know, sounds it's lame to say sacrifice because. It, We've all we've sacrificed is stuff that we didn't want to do, like have kids and and go to school and stuff, and <laughs> and do all that stuff. It's like we're we're fine with that. Um, it doesn't really feel like a sacrifice. It's just living the life we want to live. But you okay. know, yeah. things have now because of that. Like we've learned that you know there is a little you you can you can spend less money and time and effort like busting your ass touring if you already have the foundation in the back the the you know the the foundation of like knowing what it's like to load your stuff on stage and stuff um and so we're able to because of that like we were able to focus the last three years more so on building our fan base online and having people um, you know, attached to us that way. Um, and then because in the back, you know, in the, we always know in the back of our minds, like when the time comes to tour, we, we already have that foundation and background of doing it a lot. So we know we're going to, you know, we can improve a lot, but we, it's not the same as if you're like 16, you've never done shows. Of course you should be getting out there and, and learning and getting exposure to that. Um, but you know, the internet's crazy, man. Like we're, we've been able to build up a little really crazy psycho community and they're really helping us. It's, it's showing like it's, and it's allowing us to not have to spend all of our money on a tour van and a trailer and buying a $10,000 merch order and work fee, you know, work visas and all that stuff. Cause we were, you know, if we, if we had, if we had the money to do that, I mean, I'd be out on the road, you know, 10 times a year, but until recently we didn't have, you know, we were all, people with not a lot of money and and grown-up expenses we're old (laughs) we're all we're all in you know in our 30s so um we have a lot you know we have mortgages and car payments and stuff so we can't just jump off and go do a fun a tour for fun to play 10 people every night right so you know that's that makes a lot of sense my question here is 
and this is related to uh, I wrestled bear once, but I mm-hmm. here's how I wrote my question down, and I'm just going to read it verbatim. I don't usually yeah. read like I usually have notes, and I kind of sometimes I'll put little points what I'm going to say, but I'll read this one just straight up. So let me psychoanalyze you for a second. Your first <laughs> foray into the professional world of music was literally zero preparation. One day yes. <laughs> you're playing to warp tour crowds. I imagine you're meeting fans and doing signings. You had no yes. time to practice prepare mentally or prepare physically now with spirit box it's your band was it important yeah. to really take the time to get everything right the complete yes, opposite exactly. of your experience with i wrestle the bear once yes exactly it's like now um you know we always are going to have that urgency because we're not 19 years old we've you know i'm gonna be in i'm 31 i'm gonna be 40 in in, in this decade You know, so like I need to I don't have time to to like, you know, fart around like I have to I need every every. So I I don't know. I think that's why like every decision we make, we take it so seriously and we're so obsessed with it. But then we also try to follow our gut and have uh, the, the, you know, be spontaneous. For instance, like putting this song out, that was just, hey, fuck it, let's do this. And like the Holy Roller song. And making a video and stuff. This was just going to be like a fun little surprise song on our album, like to make people laugh. Be like, oh, a heavy song. So we were just like, eh, let's just put it out. It's the one song we can record on our own because we don't have singing and we feel comfortable uh, doing it without Dan, like with him from afar. Um, and then, yeah, I, I think that's why that's so perfect what you said. I think that's why we're like that because right. yeah. we're well, like, we're so obsessed with every little thing because we weren't able to. We, we both suddenly joined our old band and, and, you know, I don't know if you've, have you ever also joined someone else's band? Yeah, I have. When I was young, I played, yeah, I played bass like for my friend's band for a while and it was, yeah. like, almost got signed to Atlantic records and it was like not the kind of music I wanted to play really at all. Yeah. Was, and you, you know, know, you feel like you're, you're trying to just be a supportive role, right. you know? Because they they have their vision and and especially like in in my and I and I wrestled a bear once. I mean they had already been a band for a long had two albums out and had a following and so you know you you could only change so much and you still have to respect and work with the other people. Um, but now I don't have to respect or work with anyone. It's <laughs> you know what I mean like. I, yeah. I get to, it's I don't, it's there's no one else that can go well this is my way of doing it I don't care I'm just like well this is my way of doing it I'm gonna do it my uh, way I won't micro quote you on that one uh, <laughs> I don't have to respect or work with anyone that's the headline I right don't. there I, I don't I don't seriously like I I don't have to take some others feelings into consideration I, I only have to take the into consideration the feelings of me my best friend Bill and my husband Michael yeah. and so we all just work so well together you know as we add more and more people to our team then there's going to be more opinions but i just really like being in control of my narrative and like what what comes out uh and what what we produce and it 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 makes me it's you know it's like i I control this because like the one thing in my life i can control fuck well fuck yes i love this so with with i wrestled a a bear once or iwabo which Mm -hmm. is the funniest acronym ever by the way I remember I the first time I heard it. I, we had this we had this merch guy. I think I don't know if you know him because I know he worked for for Iwabo, but he was like, yeah, he he was from um, upstate New York, so he had that kind of accent. Uh, was it name? Dylan? Yeah, Dylan. Oh my god, Dylan. Dylan, yeah, Dylan, yeah. yeah we call him Dylan. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was he was our he worked for us for years. 
Uh, but I remember one time he was saying, oh, yeah, no, after this tour, I'm going to go out with Iwabo. And I was like, what? Who? He's like, Iwabo. Oh, my and God. Because I'd never heard that before. And I was like, oh, my God. Did they actually use that acronym? That is so funny. Yes. <laughs> and well, you, and you, after you, that, you I would heard use it. it, too, if you named your band I Wrestled right. a Bear once. You'd be like, I- <laughs> It was it was one of those things like I'd never heard that before, and then I swear after he said it, I heard it like every week. I heard someone say yeah. it. you know, one of those. And weird we say things, it different. Like, we all say Iwabo, but they all say Iwabo. Iwa Iwabo. Because you know the the U.S. version is always like latte and latte. You know, they're <laughs> Iwabo. Um, but yeah, that guy that guy was awesome because he was so not into that kind of music and so he was just right off our alley just razzing us 24 7 it was awesome <laughs> yeah, he's we never felt we never felt too big-headed because dylan would knock us down a peg and be like so uh you guys gonna have your honky horn songs tonight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have your little you're gonna have your little uh, country part tonight or are you gonna play something serious We're like no <laughs> no he guy's the best but but uh um, yeah so like just walk me through what that was like Getting the call, you know, you're young, you, you've, you've, you're in another band, but you haven't yeah. done big shows before. And then no, literally we're just on one day's band. notice, you're under this warp Tour microscope. I watched the video of, of you on the Ernie Ball stage, by the way, for your first performance. Oh, it was which, so bad. Well, how even... could it not be bad? Like, this is, <laughs> right? You flew in and you had to, like, do this thing. Like, it, it's impossible. It's impossible. If you think, if you think I was singing the words to all the songs... Then I have some real estate in Arizona. Right. I'd like to sell you on the on the beach, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, in northern Arizona. <laughs> but um, I mean, walk me through that whole experience. If it just man, take a minute, if you don't mind. Of course, I, I think this story is so crazy, and it used to always make me mad. That like, not mad, but I just you know I do all these boring interviews with 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 journalists and I'd be I'd feel bad because they wouldn't really it wouldn't be super exciting and I'm like man if only they just asked me about how I joined this band because it's a really crazy story but people don't really ask me just only recently I think the I, I was on my friend's podcast and they're like the first people to actually say to want me to say what happened um oh I want to know it's so good it's so goofy so I was just at my worked at Lululemon and I was at my job and, and I was just in the downstairs, like folding pants, stretchy pants. And then that is so Vancouver, my, by the way, to work at I know, like, so PC. I know. I know. And um, so I was I was hanging out and then all of a sudden I looked down at my phone and I have a message on Facebook from um, Andrew, who is he still is a manager I work with. Um, he, he's my manager's like partner and they, they work together. He messaged me and said, hi, my name's Andrew. Um we were wondering if you wanted to fill in on the rest of the warp tour. There's a month left. Um, Chris was not able to do it. Uh, we would just were wondering if you were interested. And I said, hi, of course. Um, when, how much time do I have to, you know, let my job know I'm going to have to quit and <laughs> let my, my family know and let, let everyone, my band know. And they were like, um, we need you to leave on the first flight in the morning at like 5 a.m. and meet us in Oklahoma. Um, and it was the, it was July 3rd. Um, so I always remember that day as my anniversary day. Um, that was in 2012. Yeah. And I was like, uh, okay. Um, and then I went upstairs and I told my job, I said, ha guys, um, I have to quit 
the, my job and I'm going to go be on Warp Tour. And, and the reason I told them is, I don't know if you know much about Lululemon, but it's very like hippy dippy, like follow your dreams. And yeah, like, yeah. you know, and so, so we have these things where on that, that year on the wall, all of us that worked there wrote whatever our big, most scary goal that we were embarrassed to tell people about, okay, you know, yeah. like one that's so big. And my goal was by 2015 to play uh, to be not just like play, but to be a band on Warp Tour. Wow. So so they went over and they crossed out my goal and they were like, go girl, follow your dreams. <laughs> so I went home and I had time to do my laundry, which was all Lululemon clothes because, I, you know, I was I was broke. I only had clothes like I could only afford stuff that I could wear at work. I could, you know, right. I wasn't investing money in jeans because I can't wear those at work. And so I literally just wore like workout gear on stage for like the whole month. But the here's the best part and you're going to like this cuz you know you know the guys in Vanna, right? Yeah. Or at least no Davey. Yeah. So so I go up this random guy named Michael Skaggs, which I'll never forget this guy. He was like a promoter or something. He came and picked me up from the Tulsa airport. This dude I never met and drove me out to Muskogee, Oklahoma, where my band was having a 4th of July day off. And okay, so okay. at this giant mansion that was one of their, like a guy that they knew, it was this mansion that he lived at. And so you have to imagine me. I walk up there. I'm, I go, I'm in Muskogee, Oklahoma. I don't know any of these people. And I go into this mansion and there's this huge pool and it's just filled with drunk, stoned, completely sunburned men with face tattoos. And I'm just like, what? I don't even know which of these people are in my band. Like, who are my, I was like trying to Google my bandmates and like, uh, which, oh which ones are they? And so then I found them because they weren't out having fun. They were all in the one guy's bedroom laying there, you know, depressed, just drinking like a bottle of whiskey being like, Oh God, our career's over. Oh my God, our sync. So what happened to them is their singer, they they played in Dallas, Texas, and their singer was like, hey guys, I'm going to go, she lives there, so she's like, I'm going to go home and do my laundry, and I'll see you guys, you know, when we play at like three. And so then the guys, when they were about to go on stage, they noticed she still hadn't, she, you know, she still wasn't around. Come back, yeah. (laughs) So they were about to go up on stage you know, like the ramp. Have you ever played on the Ernie Ball stage, like the little one? Uh, I don't think I've played on it, but I've, I, I know, don't think I know that what you it would is. ever have had. You wouldn't have had to have graced that stage, but we, we no, were actually, on that no, stage. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I am wrong. We actually did play several shows on the Ernie Ball stage. Uh, yeah, I'll have and you I know remember we were was, the headliner, sir. <laughs> I remember. No, well, we, we actually, it was a huge upgrade for us. We In 2004, we did Warp Tour, and we weren't even on the, you know, the blow up thing. Like the blow up oh board. Oh my god! We, yeah. we weren't even. We our stage wasn't even. Yeah, on it. you weren't even there. It was probably like some new one or something. It was called the uproar stage. It was like not a stage. It was some people <laughs> just drove a trailer. So we were on that for a while, and then we were, you know, because we we were doing pretty well at that point. We uh we got upgraded to the Ernie Ball stage. So oh, we got yeah, to play yeah. for a week on the Ernie Ball stage, and we felt like we'd made it. 
So well, that stage is weird because then when you get off, there's no behind the stage. It's just a truck, so like anyone can just come over and be like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, no, <laughs> I like remember we got upgraded, dying and but, sweating. but we got upgraded. But they wouldn't. We couldn't even use our own amps and drums. We had to just use whatever was there. Yeah, it was like okay, yeah. well, whatever. But yeah, but um, everyone's anyway, go, like, "I'm not loving that stuff." But go on. So then, so then, um, so then they, you know, they're going on stage, and the 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 reason that I find this so ridiculous and comical is that their intro song for when they'd go on at that time was that I like to move it, move it song. So <laughs> yeah. they're all, so that song's playing. They're low, you know, they're on the ramp and then they look down and they have a, they have an email from their singer and she's like, I quit. I'm pregnant. <laughs> oh my goodness. And they were like, so now imagine I, I like to move it, move it's playing. And they're like, well, they went up on the stage and they, they played and you know, not to, not to air any of their drama out but that was not the, the many many times had she not done shows so like kevin lyman had already talked to them and been like if your singer misses another show i'm kicking you off this tour this is, this is unacceptable wow and okay. and um and like just in general you know she just was a person that would if she if her voice hurt or whatever she'd be like i'm not doing it and they would just play instrumental and that, that worked for them whatever Whatever. Um, what but, i would yeah like, and, and so we're done we're done. You know, they were like, he's going to, yeah. he's going to kick us off. And we we have a bus. We're sharing it with Vanna and we have a world tour that we planned and it's right. done. So they were depressed. And so I went up and met them. I was like, Hey guys, I'm Courtney. Uh, you know, let's, let's hang out. And then we, everyone just drank and then we shot off fireworks and they were like, all right, here's your bunk and uh, go to bed and we'll see you in the morning. And, and in the morning, shit. the, the guys, Brian, who was the, at the time the tour manager for Vanna, he woke me up and he was like, all right, so every day your tour manager is going to send you a text and tell you what time you're playing. And you are a giant spoiled brat. You don't have to load up your own stuff because your band is spending way too much money having a crew do that, even though they should be doing it themselves. And we're going, and you're and here's where you go to get food. And here's where here's how you find out where the stages are. And you have to do meet and greets. And I was just like, what the hell is this? So we had never practiced or anything. Right. And so I, you know, I didn't get a chance to practice. So then I, we played in, um, St. Louis, Missouri. It was my first show. And we got up on the stage and I was so scared because obviously that had caused like quite a stir that the singer, a singer left. And then not only did someone quit the band, but then a new person just came in like within 24 hours, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Is so so ridiculous. everyone was there. All these people that I really admire were all waiting there to like, you know, support the band to support those guys. Cause they, they all like them. Um, and they, so I go up there and then, the people of newfound glory are all there in their little basketball outfits that they wore on that tour. Yes. So I knew they were all newfound glory cause they're all the guys in newfound glory wearing jerseys that say newfound glory on them. Right. And they were like, you can do it. And I was like, Oh, I felt like I was, I saw them. And then I saw the band Chelsea grin, which I really liked. And they, some of them came and said, you can do it. And then some people from every time I die were there, you can do it. And I was like, Oh, I was so stressed oh, out and nervous. Cause I really love it. And born of Osiris people and I really liked all those bands so it was so crazy for me to have them watching me just you know biff it but you know you got to fake it till you make it <laughs> uh, absolutely that's that's the motto of this, of this whole podcast wow yeah. that is so that is so crazy and then, and then I, yeah then I joined the band and, and they were like hey you want to do a world tour I was like sure <laughs> wow 
Wow. Yeah. Well, and it and it worked for a while until it didn't, and you yeah, know, yeah, and, and now and now so here much. you are in a, in an amazing place. So I mean, it was, it's just it's it's just really really fascinating, you know that that, you know, you just kind of do it in your little band and from Victoria, Canada, in a little corner of the country, and then all of a sudden yeah. you're getting a call to go, you know, to to be in this I know. other I was band. Like, how the it's, hell did you find me? Right. <laughs> Were you familiar yeah. with the with the music of? Um, yeah, I really liked the band. Oh, okay. I, so you knew I really their songs liked the at band least a little bit. Yeah, but have you ever heard one of their songs? Like you can know the song, I'll but be, you don't actually know the song. It just sounds like a bunch of noise. I'll be com- <laughs> I'll be completely honest. I don't think I've ever heard the band. Well, if you pop, if you pop one on that doesn't have me in it, or even one with me in it, there's just. It's just from that time where you know, like when everyone like we, you couldn't ever have a serious band uh, song name. They right. had to be like a sentence, right? You know, like when we all were like that, and then and all had to be like a like an ironic, quirky thing. And then there was like a weird sample from some obscure horror, like a funny movie in it, like right. in the middle before a breakdown. And then like we had like a honky horn go, and then a, like all this. It was that you know there was a time where that was thing you know yeah um, it was the same and, time that you had all the bright shirts with like a robot yes. vomiting on like a monster <laughs> we always call them snotty snotty monster drawings right, they all, yeah. it's all stuff that has snot coming out of it yeah now that was straight up like everybody did that i mean yeah, i, I wish all were, i wish my band had gone shirts. down that path but we oh we got some bad ones there's uh there's no question Wow. Yeah, so crazy. it was, you know, it's hard to hear it anyway, the band. Like if you listen to one of their popular songs and you'll you'll be like, "Oh my god, I how did she how did she learn this in less than 24 hours?" And the answer is I didn't. <laughs> you can just kind of make, you can just kind of make sounds in sort of the yeah, rhythm that's close enough and it's I did the best I could. Yes. I did the best I could, but you know, when you're a band like that, it's kind of hard to find the lyrics on the internet and to even find us a, a, a song you could you know this was before you had like spotify streaming and stuff i had to download i downloaded the songs and then each one was like a fake one you know so it would start playing and then it would play some stupid like fart noise like they did like to trick people who were trying to illegally down their stuff download their stuff oh yeah yeah so i'm like i'm just trying to learn the songs man <laughs> like, I, you know um but it, it was definitely a wild time in my life and because of that, I, I'm I'm so fortunate because I got to not only join a you know a quote unquote big band, but I got to uh, you know bad for them, but good for me. I got to and I got to join a band that was on its descent and its decline. And and you watch and you watch all those those things that it's it's easier to look back on and say, hey, I wish we had done this or that. But I got to watch what not what to do and also really what not to do because. You know, I don't know if you if you've ever had these ebbs and flows, and your your career is so much sure, longer sure. than than anyone else I know. I mean, most bands, you know, don't stay together for more than seven years or so. Sure. And so, um, like to have those declines start to happen, but you're spending like you're on the top still, and then you have to like work with that, and then it, then you all of a sudden you go back up, and there's always that like dangling carrot, but you don't want to you don't want to like put your business in, in, you know, in the red, you know, but you also want to have good production and stuff. So it was really interesting to me from like a business standpoint, um, of to learn from them and also to learn from them, um, that they just never had anyone telling them what they had to make or how it had to sound. 
you know, they just would turn in their record, be like, here it is. And no one ever bothered them about it. And we so it made it ourselves realize, and here it yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> here it is. Exactly. So it, it made me realize that, you know, you can have, you can start making money and you can be on a label, but that doesn't mean you have to have those boundaries crossed where you don't, where someone all of a sudden tries to tell you like what the key of the song needs to be in, you know, like that kind right. of thing. So I learned, I learned so much and, and toured a lot. So I got to go to so many countries I'd never been to. No, so awesome. it was, it was really, it was awesome. I can't, it, it feels like a different life. It feels like I'm retired. <laughs> yeah. Well, did, did you, yeah. did you ever have any contact with Krista uh, after that or ever? No, but I met her one time when we, when we flew in before a tour, we had our bandmate, Ricky was at a party and we, um, like I never knew her or talked to her or anything, but you know, the guys, they didn't have a great relationship. Like she abandoned right. them and they were mad. Um, you know, obviously they, they've since got over it and now they all talk and stuff, which is awesome. But, um, but at the time they didn't. And so, um, Ricky, our bass player, he lived in outside of Dallas where she's from and we were getting we were getting uh, to his house just to go to bed before the tour started and then ricky was like you have to come by this party i'm at and get my keys to the house because i've had some drinks and i can't i can't go and then when we got there he was like hey guess who's about to be here krista and i was like well i can't leave now and then oh I was, okay i just wanted to go to bed i was in my pajamas and stuff <laughs> i just wanted to get the keys and say hi to him um because, you know, the whole time we were in that band, we still all didn't live together. We still lived in our respective countries and states. Sure. And um, and so I had so I was like, well, now everyone's seen me here. If she comes, they're going to say that I ran away because I was right. a scared baby. So now I'm going to meet her. So she came and it was nuts. We just pretty much just like drank a lot and then like cried and then would laugh and then drink and then cry more and then. And then laugh. And did, like, she, did she talk about how it felt like when you were replacing her? And like she's obviously with her being pregnant and stuff like that can be. Yeah. Uh, that's a whole like what an experience for her. Like, I'd, love to, I'd actually love to have her on the podcast to talk about that. She's had a crazy life. Right. She's, had, she's and the band was very like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's an old school thing. My thing is I just like to be very authentic and honest with my fans. So when they're like, why don't you make more vinyl? I'm like. Cause I can't afford it. You freaks. Like when I have $10,000, I'll make more vinyl, suck right. my ass. Right. And then, you know, and they're like, Oh yeah, I never thought about that. Like, <laughs> of course you got to save up for it, you know? And, um, and same with them. Like they never really felt comfortable being like, Hey, uh, so Krista just left, uh, and we don't talk to her anymore. And, and then she never made a statement, no, um, I, yeah. about it. Yeah. And so, it, and then they made, they're like, but our, Courtney's our friend and she's going to come help us out. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know who these people are at all. And I don't, I've never met them. Um, and so for her, I think that she has such a, she's had such a unique life, but I feel like she just, maybe not, maybe she's not really interested in, in sharing it or maybe she's, she doesn't realize how. In, how interesting it is, right. you know, fascinating. Cause maybe no one ever told her, Hey, I'd like to hear about your story, but she's a fascinating person and, and she's had a crazy life and has, has dealt with a ton of crazy stuff, especially being a, a girl doing this kind of stuff. Um, you know, back when she started, people weren't as nice about it, you know, totally. even though I wasn't on a big scale like her, you know, people were weird about it. They, I mean, you know, people booing you and being like, this is ugly and gross. You know, like it's not sexy. Therefore, I don't like it. Right. You know, it's weird, very weird. Well, if, um, if anyone, so I would, you should totally yeah. have her on yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, if she hears cool. this or someone that knows her, you know, hey, yes, 
Give me a. I'll tell her. Send me an email. Yeah, send me an email. Let's do it. Yeah, I, she's really sweet. I, she's really supportive of our of our new band too. Awesome. She, I've, I've heard that she said that she likes it a lot. So That's that amazing. makes me happy. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, well, thank you so much for this. Um, what did, else to tell the people? I mean, I guess everyone's wondering: Is there a record coming? What's yes, the plan? Yes. What's the plan with that? If I missed the release date or something, I'm sorry. No, there's nothing. No, everything's up in air in the air. We right. we were gonna come home from that tour, and we were gonna. Um, we were going to go in April, record our record on the island, like in the middle of nowhere and then on this mountain with a fire producer up here. And then the pandemic happened. So, of course, he's American. We're Canadian. Yeah. Quarantine, yada, yada. So we, we moved it to the end of August and we have a full thing. We've It's been written since the beginning of this year. And um, I don't think that's going to happen either. On July 21st, there's going to be a... Um, they're going to let us, the, you know, our government will let us know if they're going to extend the, the um, ban on the travel ban. Oh, on I thought it already got extended. Then. Oh, probably has. Yeah. I, I heard it expires on July 21st and then, um, yeah, and then it will we'll know. But, I, you know, we assume, I'm sure that's it's what happened. Where we assume it's No. So no one's, uh, we're, we're, we're assuming that we're going to not do it. <laughs> um right. And then we gotta we gotta reassess. We gotta think: do we do we keep waiting, or do we try to do it remotely, like you know our, the old yeah. fashioned way, how we used to do it? And my gut's telling me no. It's telling me to just wait, and we want to like recreate that magic we have with yeah. Dan. Well, somebody told me that if you have a like a visa, like a I don't mm-hmm. know if you have a P two visa or what you have, you might you might be able to get across the border just based on like a work yeah. work, work, work um, you know. Uh, for like, you know, for work, for essential travel. So maybe, yeah. maybe, you well, can luckily I can go, I can, I can go. Oh, I'm, you're a dual, you're I'm American. A dual no, but if, yeah. if the rest of your band members have, um, like a P2 visa, they might still be able to get across. Yeah. So. Well, that's the, that's, I know that's the annoying thing because since we never toured before in the States, oh, we haven't know. had to get P2s uh, for a year, like the full year one. And therefore right. I don't think they're really, I think they're holding them all right now, but we'll, you know, it, every day it's like a new crazy thing we'll 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 figure it out um and we'll see we'll we'll reassess and i hope we can record it this year and and put it out the beginning of next year um like because that's the thing like you guys are riding like you're riding so high right now everyone's wondering what's next you know, and know, usually and most have, bands would have a plan. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Most bands would have a plan of a rollout, and they'd be figuring it out. But with with the way it is, it's like, are you going to do another music video with like isolation, or you're, are you going to? I don't know. You know like, how, what are you going to do? It's it's really really I don't tough. Know. But we luckily, put that song out to be like, hey, don't forget about us. Right. Well, I mean, luckily, <laughs> you know, exist. luckily the song, you know, you have a bunch of great songs, and and even you know your your last release was really great, and there's a lot to digest there. So hopefully, people can you know, be held over until the new stuff uh, comes. Yeah. Well, I gotta, I gotta tell you while I have time, I really, really appreciate your podcast. And I think, you. you know, the, the, the thing, the thing that I like the most about it is obviously when I went through and I started listening, you have so many episodes, but, but I, you know, so my first choices were of people I know yeah, and that I've toured with and that I'm friendly with. And it's like, I've never met them before. You just get people to, I learned more about like Landon from the plot and you <laughs> on your podcast than I ever learned in all the tours we did together. And same with Davey and Vanna. I've always remained friends with him. I learned more about him on that podcast than I, I mean, I've done so many tours with this guy. Like I, you just get people to open up 
and it, it was mind blowing to me. It's like I, I was like, I just, you know, I would text them right after and be like, I just learned so much about you that I never asked, you know, like. And it's, it's so cool. Like I, hopefully one of someone that has known me in my life as a friend or something will hopefully learn something about me because it's, I just, it's really cool. You got a, you got a special thing here. Like it's, it's amazing how you get people to open up like that, that are usually more guarded people. No, totally. Landon was was a funny one. Cause yeah, he lives like, I live right across the border uh, in Windsor. Yeah, so and you went to you went and visited him. Yeah, so I went to his house and and you know we were in his living room like with his dog you know jumping around and his wife was like there and it was like it was really like kind of a cool organic you know way to do an interview. So I'm I'm glad that you enjoyed that one. That guy's a trip, man. He is. A, I know. He's a he next level so, human being. I love yeah, he's, talking to him. He's awesome, and and he's also been really supportive and nice and and happy for me that I'm doing music again and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's I gotta go. I have so much. Have so many more episodes to listen to. Yeah. And I, I also gotta say, there's there's another one that I totally have stolen this phrase from that <laughs> you were doing when you were in the backstage of tour with August Burns Red and Silent Planet. One of the many times that like. Garrett was on your yep. podcast yep. and you guys were all talking about being singers and you kept calling yourselves mouthmen. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I think I was pretty drunk for that one. You guys were like, you know, as mouthmen, we, <laughs> mouthmen. we have to, so I, I call myself a mouthman now because of that. I was like, that's the dumbest. I love that. You guys are so kooky. So I, I, I'm almost like, you know, we're, we mouthmen. We gotta... Mouthmen and women. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mouthmen. Mouthful, so yes. I say that now. Oh man! Well, I really appreciate you taking the time and, and everything. And I think a lot of people, hopefully, like I mean, a lot of people already checked out Spirit Box. But if you haven't and you happen to hear this, make sure you do that. And, and all the all the videos and the YouTube and the Patreon as well. Uh, yeah, it's been so fun learning about that. Yeah, it's it's really really great. It. And um, it's you know what a tough time to be doing it. But I'm glad that you guys are are having some success. Yeah, I think, you know, I think all, especially everyone in this type of music, I feel like we're all pretty fucking resilient. And, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and, and also, I mean, ultimately when all this is over and done with, whenever that is, like, this is going to be the one thing that makes people happy is to be able to go out and experience music together. I think we're all going to be okay. It's more just like supporting each other during this. And then once it's done, I think we're all going to, I think we're all going to, it's going to be even better than it was. And I don't think any of us are going to take kind of the way that I haven't taken touring for granted because I haven't been able to for five years. I think that all of us aren't going to take all this for granted anymore because we saw what it was like getting it taken away. So I think that we're all going to be even like 2022 is going to be really good. (laughs) Literally, literally every band will be on tour. It'll be like overwhelming. (laughs) It's like how sports are coming back and they're all coming back at the same time. It's like, ah, how am I going to watch them all? It's going to be the same with music, I'm sure. It's going to be very overwhelming, but I I hope that we will have a spot within there too. And I, maybe we'll get to see you in person someday. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm sure I'll see you guys opening up for Bring Me the Horizon or Data Remember or something real soon. I think that's what's going to (laughs) happen. Well, if, if you saw that, you wouldn't see me. I would be passed out in the back out of fear. So you'd have to, you'd have to, you maybe you'll have to fill in. No, no, <laughs> won't no. be able to do that. No, you're, you're a very talented mouth woman and you're going to fake it till you make it. So you, you got it. Well, thank you so much for having me on here. Morning, thank I, you. I, I won't be able to listen to it because I will cringe at all the dumb stuff I've said, but I have this in my memory and I'll, and, and I cherish it. Oh, <laughs> maybe you. I can That's get really myself to listen to, to a couple of clips of it without 
without getting all sweaty. <laughs> You'll be all right. It's trust yeah. me. Trust me. It'll actually would be probably fun for you to listen back to. I I always enjoy the listen back, even when sometimes I'm like, did that go like horrible? Did I like trip over all my yeah. words? And then when I listen back, I'm like, it was all. It's always better than I thought it was. So okay. Well, hey, it's like the what you were saying about recording. Like, don't be so hard on yourself. So yeah. I will. I will not be so hard on myself, and I'll listen back. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much, and have a great rest of your day. And uh, thanks again. Awesome. Thanks, Jane. There it is with Courtney. I love that story about I wrestled a bear once. I mean, how does she not tell that every interview? That is gold. And she really paints a picture with her words. I can really just imagine her landing in Oklahoma and going to this house and just, oh my God, can you imagine? So funny. It is so good to see a new Canadian band absolutely killing it out there so make sure you check out everything that spirit box is doing their new songs their videos their youtube stuff their patreon it's all super awesome so i'll play the banger everyone's talking about it here it is holy roller on lead singer syndrome peace and love see you next week